Greetings everybody, I'm greeting you from Western Zambia and Kalabu where we are doing mission outreach, uh, bringing the gospel of God's grace to people. I'm sitting here on a runway, just decided to get out of uh, town a little bit, and just outside of town they've got this airstrip and there's never an airplane here. I think in three months we've had, uh, we've had one plane land here and I've decided to just sit on the side of the runway here. There's nobody walking here. It's basically a private area, quiet. Uh, and I thought, let me come and sit here. There's not a lot of wind. It's a beautiful day. And let me just bring you the good news of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Let us just pray together as we start our service. Father, I want to thank you for your love and your grace. I want to thank you that you care for us. I want to thank you that I can preach this message with boldness today. And that I can just bring the message of your love and your life that you've given to people. Thank you that you were raised from the dead and you've given us eternal life as a gift. That eternal life is possessed by us. And as we know, we have life that cannot end, life that cannot be destroyed. We have a robustness about us that's greater than things of this world. And even if this world brings its problems and its difficulty, we have a life that is only born from you. And therefore, even in our mortal bodies, even in this jars of clay, we can see the power of the gospel show forth in us. Glory to God. Amen and amen. I want to give a little bit of a report back on what we are doing. This week we, uh, we continued with our building project and we finished the slab and everything that needed to be finished. I will, uh, for those who are following us in our Zambia outreach group on WhatsApp and on uh, Telegram, will be updated and I think I'll put a photo or two on Facebook as well. Uh, we've also then been fixing a road in the market area and we've got this project that we are calling Well, it seems to me that I'm not the only one on the on this uh, runway here. There's one more person walking through here um, And uh, we're fix fixing the road there We've just got this project called uh, Happy New Year Club. We wanted to do it at the end of December But we were just too busy didn't have time for that and uh, so we got to do it now it's very rainy and uh, we're just fixing potholes. That's what we're doing. Uh, it's a very simple project. It's not big. We're not resurfacing the road or anything like that. We are not a, uh, a company that fixes roads. It's just that we just felt to fill up the potholes and just make it easier for people to travel in that area. And uh, especially for the little cars because those potholes fill up with water and they're massive. So... Uh, especially the nose of the car, some of the engine bay will get into water as they go through, the, through that. So we filled it up and it had a massive impact in the community. I never thought that something like that could have such a massive impact. You know, we've been drilling wells in this area and we find that people are happy about it. But fixing that road had more of an impact on the community than any well I've ever drilled. Uh, it's amazing. Now, obviously, we don't drill wells to have an impact. We drill well so that people can have water and we fix the roads so that people can uh, can drive better. But it's amazing to see uh, that the, the, the impact it had on people wanting to know who we are, what we do, uh, radio interview, uh, people are opening up for the gospel, people saying, I don't know what church you are of, but I want to come to your church. Uh, people that say, this is, what the, the, this is true church. They're not uh, begging from us, they're bringing something to us. Now, we're not the only people that's ever done that. Uh, the church in Africa has done this, uh, especially international church coming to Africa has done this for many, many, many years. So, uh, But it's just interesting to see the impact that it had. So that's what we've been doing. It was awesome. 
Now, um, we are planning to go back in about, I think every time I say we're going, going to go back in two weeks, I'm not sure, but uh, we are planning to go back in about two weeks. I think I said it last week as well, but every time something happens that we have to stay longer. But we are truly, I feel in my heart that we've come now to the end of our time here for a, for the next few months. I'll go back to South Africa and then... I want to remind all of you now that I think of it, we'll be in November in Branson, Missouri, having a conference there, gathering called Braider Together, we, where Greg Henry and I and some people from different countries in the world come together, and we're going to be ministering the grace of God, teaching the grace of God, and also just having fellowship groups, fellowshipping, talking about the message of grace. People now, internet fellowship, don't many of them don't go to churches. I think one day I did a bit of a stats on this i think less than one third is in the church and people are in need of fellowship so uh, greg decided let's have a meeting i've spoken to him about this as well long ago but it was truly something that was in his heart and uh, i just feel 100 percent with him and we're doing this together as dynamic love ministries and the gospel evolution church having this uh, this meeting and it's going to be absolutely awesome i'm looking forward to it so look at the link in the description of this video and see that you get there if you feel you want to be there it'll be wonderful to have you there glory to god okay i'm going to read from first uh, peter i preached on this message a few sundays ago but uh, maybe it can be a month and a half ago but i never went to the uh to verse eight and nine so i think let us just continue with this message I'm reading from verse 3. It says, Praise be to the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. So it says here that by his great mercy has given us new birth. Now, if you go and read uh, Psalm 103, you will see that the scripture says, especially from verse 14, I did it, put it in the daily devotional as well. Man's flesh and the ability to provide for life for himself is so limited. It is only a 70, 80, 90 year ability of which when you get older, when you get into your 60s, 70s, I mean... Thank God today I find people at 60, 70 very strong. But uh, you definitely feel that your strength is fading and you realize your inability. And God says uh, that it is like the grass. When I'm sitting here, and there's not a flower here next to me now, but like the flower of the grass. It is there today. It's beautiful. As we drive here, we see the lilies uh, in this rain season just everywhere. So beautiful. And uh, he says... Man's glory is like that. It is there today, it's gone tomorrow. Now what is meaning by that is that man's ability to preserve his own life is only as long as what he's got the strength in his flesh. And who of us can preserve our own life longer than 150 years? Nobody. Nobody becomes 150. What about 120? Man, that, that's a miracle. What about 100? And if you become 100, you can make the news. You know, it's like, and then if you're 75 and you're walking and, 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 and all of that and you're still jogging or something like that, people will be amazed. 
That's a kind of a thing. Uh, so our strength to preserve our life is very weak. Now, what has happened is many of us, is, we've just thought of our lives as that which we have as living inside a body. And in that way, we've tried to say, well, our lives is preserved in being spirits. And I've preached about this many times. But I want to say to you, the scripture says that man is like the grass. He's there today. He's gone tomorrow. There's no, not even a remembrance of him. Then, in Psalm 103, if you read on, he goes on and he says, Therefore, God has provided what is eternal as the foundation of our life. And what is eternal is His mercy. His mercy. So what God is saying is, because my mercy is eternal, because my grace is eternal, I'll provide my mercy to these weak vessels as the source of life for them. So forever they will live by my mercy. Isn't that wonderful? God said forever, my mercy, my kindness, my love, my grace will be the source of your life. Isn't that awesome? And by the mercy of God, he has provided the man, Jesus Christ, as the one through him we have access unto eternal life. Now, with that in mind, Paul, uh, Peter writes here, he says, Praise be to the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy he has given us new birth. So how do you have new birth? By the mercy of God. It, it never ceases to amaze me how one can preach mercy in a church and you can find the preacher stand up and speak against the mercy of God and put the emphasis on your own works and your own ability. But when he sins or when she sins, then they make use of mercy, but the congregation must live by their own works and they get judged according to their own works and they must do better and they must be a better themselves with this and that and whatever method there is. Where Peter writes, he says, by his great mercy, he's given us new birth. In other words, we are a new people. We are a new creation. And the, the new creation that we have is that we are a new kind of a people, for we are expecting the resurrection, eternal life. I hope you can see how the gospel is not a good news message of um, another place but earth. It's a good news message, and I've said it before, it's not how God can get you out of hell, but how God can get the hell out of earth by what he's doing. He's come to give us life, church. He's come to take death from the earth. He's come to take death even from your flesh. It's a difficult thing uh, for the church many times, and I don't want to point my fingers to the church. I'm just speaking in general. Those of you that watch my messages regularly will know what I'm talking about. But there may be some people watching this for the very first time. Every, every day we have new people listening to our messages, subscribing to our YouTube channel and so forth. So maybe you're listening to this for the very first time. I want to tell you God's vision is not to see how we can get you out of earth. God's vision is to make your stay in earth permanent. Even if you die. 
He will raise you from the dead and you will live forever because he's got a plan to bring his life to this earth. And your life, our life, can not be put into the cradle or into the, the hands of our own ability. It is impossible. We are standing in the power of God. So he says here, by his mercy is given us new birth. So we cannot reject the mercy of God. We can all, always say the gospel must be a gospel of his mercy. His, by his mercy is given us new birth. By his mercy, or we can call it his love, he has given us the Christ. By his mercy, he has given us uh, the, the hope of eternal life. Listen to this. He has given us new birth into a living hope through what? Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So our hope is through that. He says, into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. So what will the world inherit? Uh, what would the Christian inherit? The Christian would inherit the earth. The earth that we will inherit. That's what the Bible says. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. This earth that we will inherit, will, and the, this inheritance, the fact that we will inherit this, and the life that will be in this earth and in our lives that we will inherit, is eternal life. It can never, it can never perish, spoil, or fade. We are into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. It's not that our inheritance is just sure that we will have an inheritance. It is that what we will inherit, will never perish, spoil, or fade. And what will the believer inherit? The believer will inherit the earth. Glory to God. We are not here to leave. We are here to stay. Glory to the Lord. And that gives me a lot of hope. That is why when we are working in an area like what we are working in, uh, where things are remote, where things are difficult, where things are not easy, where... Um, uh, we can find persecution. I mean, I won't tell you, man. Maybe one day I'll share about this. But we find persecution, real persecution. You know that uh, that can be serious. You know, not uh, persecution like somebody saying something bad about you. Talking about some stuff that can have serious consequences. We what makes us continue? The simple fact that the, the Bible says we don't look at what at our persecution for the scripture says, Paul says, we don't look at what is temporal. And when you look, read at 2 Corinthians 4 there, he's saying that his persecution is temporal, that evil in this world is temporal. But we look at what is eternal, the resurrected Christ who would return to the earth, who would raise Jesus from the dead, from uh, would raise those who believed in Jesus from the dead. And so all of creation will even be changed. And we would find that our inheritance, which is the kingdom of God in the earth, is eternal, cannot perish, can never fade away. So Eliana and I, as we are here, and you that are listening to this message, that believe in the gospel, that have a life that is born from the good news of Jesus, from his mercy, we have been begotten into, uh, we have been begotten anew, afresh. We have a new life that is now born from the hope 
and the expectation of eternal life, wherein we have an inheritance that cannot fade away because of the glory of Jesus Christ. That makes whatever we do in this world that is born from God as pertain to preaching the gospel eternal. <laughs> it can never pass away. No work that we do here can pass away. It's eternal. This message that you listen to, as it's got an effect in your heart and you believe and continue to believe in this gospel, is eternal, can never fade away. This effect it has on you can will have, it's got eternal consequences. Glory to God. Which would not be on some other planet somewhere called heaven. No, on this earth it's eternal. That's why uh, in this revelation, Helena and I, as we are preaching the gospel, we don't feel we work for a crown in heaven one day. No, everything that's happening here is not us who work. It is Christ who's working inside us. We stand in weakness as pertaining to our own abilities. We stand in weakness as pertaining to doing everything right all the time. We stand in the power of His grace, in the power of His goodness. We minister here and we know whatsoever is happening here in this broadcast, as we go to uh, Missouri, as we'll preach in the United States, uh, you know, and I also just, I forgot, I always forget to say this. If anyone, and we do have several invitations already, but everyone, anyone else would like for us to come and minister in your area in the United States, uh, let us know before time that we can arrange this. We would love to come and just encourage people, be it from a church, home group, whatever you guys want. We would just like to come and serve people with the good news. Well, anyway, none of that is temporal. Everything is eternal because we, we're taking part in an eternal kingdom. Listen to this. You know, so many times we want to be some part of something that lasts. We don't want just a short-term solution. We want to be something part of something that's eternal. And I want to tell you, God has brought his eternal kingdom to the earth. And we find that that overlapping that I've preached about so many times, and we already start to see the first fruit of it. Okay, let's read on. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed at the last time. So he says, he says this, this uh, um, inheritance is Christ's full life in the flesh. It's kept in the heaven. That means Christ cannot pass away. The, we, should, we should not see heaven as some other place. See heaven as the condition of eternal. So when heaven comes to earth, earth is swallowed up by heaven and then heaven is on earth and heaven, the eternal, the abode of what is eternal or the place of eternal, then comes to the earth and heaven is uh, heaven swallows up earth and earth is taken up into the condition of heaven, which is the eternal. So Jesus Christ is not kept in earth where things are temporal, he's kept in heaven which is eternal and he will come to the earth wherein whatever he has been depositing and working in the earth will be manifested in its full glory hallelujah nothing you do that's born from god is temporal it is eternal and this jesus is shielded and our salvation is shielded 
Amen. Greatly revealed in the last time. Let me read verse uh, 4 again. We have an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, through faith, uh, who through faith are shielded. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded. Can you see this inheritance is a who? It's Christ. So what we are to inherit is the earth, this earth, and the life of the person Christ in us, where this whole earth shall be filled with that glory. Isn't that absolute good news? That is the good news of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. In all this we greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. So we rejoice in this. Christ is the one that we inherit. The earth is what we will inherit. So we find, so if uh, some would say, Bertie, now we're in, in, inheriting the earth or we're inheriting Christ. Both. We're inheriting Christ. In Christ, we're inheriting the very full life of God. It's in Colossians written this way. It says, in him you are complete. In whom the fullness of the Godhead dwells bodily and you are complete in him. And this completion, this life that is Christ is saved and preserved safely for us. So as it returns, we will find that creation waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. In other words, God to reveal who his true sons are as he revealed that Christ was his son. Not just by a voice that came from heaven that says, this is my son. But according to Romans chapter 1 verse 4, in raising Christ from the dead, he revealed his son so we will be revealed as sons by being raised from the dead and so we'll inherit the earth as the place of rulership which would be eternal blessed with the life of God as as our inheritance now I want to tell you this I don't just want to inherit the earth I, I'm in no need of a planet I'm in need of the very life of God but it's beautiful that we'll inherit this this whole place as the place where our life, the fullness of our life would live. And it's beautiful to know that nothing we do here is for nothing. It is like seed being planted. It's the most beautiful way that I can say this. You know, this earth, if we look at this earth, you can sow seed. And as you sow seed, and I'm not talking about offerings and money now. I'm talking about the preaching of the gospel and the word that's being spread. As that word is spread in this earth and falls in this earth, it might look as what it is dry, as if there's nothing. But that word is the word of Christ. And as Christ returns and the final reign of the return of Christ falls on this earth, earth and the seed is raised from the dead we'll find that the work that was done in this earth stands up in this earth eternally we're not doing things for nothing we're not giving for nothing we're not sponsoring for nothing it is part of the eternal kingdom it's part of the life of god that is inside us not one word of encouragement you give somebody is for nothing it will have its eternal effect if it's born from god okay Let's go to Peter again. When is it born from God? It's when it comes from the mercy of the Lord that gives new life to you. It comes from a life that's revealed, uh, manifesting because you know how loved you are, where your identity is in Christ. 
Glory to God. It says, in all, in all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. Now, you might suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. He says, listen man, these things have come, we will continue to believe and people will see and uh, we ourselves will see the genuineness of our faith. And as the genuineness of our faith is standing, that means in this context, even if you're persecuted, you continue to believe in the love of God, continue to manifest in you. People will see that and will result to the praise of the glory of God in the day of Jesus. So we are not giving up. What he's saying is we're continuing to believe even if we are persecuted and it will result in more people receiving Jesus Christ and much more, which I'm not going to get into now. Eight. Though you have not seen him, you have loved him. Even though you did not see him now, you've believed in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you're receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. So what they are saying is, as you are now, the message that you have received is the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. You're continuing to believe in him, even if you have not seen him. This is something that I believe Peter is amazed at. He's saying that I've seen him and I've believed upon him. I've known him and I've believed upon him. But you, though you have not seen him, you've loved him. And even though you have not seen him now, you're not seeing Jesus now. It's not as if he's appeared. It's not as if you can see him. He says you have believed in him and are filled with inexpressible and glorious joy. Why are we, are we happy? Because this joy is the receiving of the end result of our faith, is the salvation of our souls. So Paul is saying that our life is being saved as we believe upon Jesus. That's why even in difficult times, we're finding joy now. That is the first fruit of, um, of, of the gospel. Isn't that so, so powerful? Now, I want to go to Second Peter. And I want to read... Um, excuse me, I'm in Second John there, Second Peter. It goes on now talking about this power of the resurrection. He says, this divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through the knowledge or the acknowledgement of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. So we are called by the goodness of God. The only way we can evangelize and bring the gospel to people is by calling to call them by the goodness of God. So we bring the goodness forth, and that's by which, by which we call people. Through these, he has given unto us very great and precious promises, so that these we might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in this world through evil desire. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and goodness, knowledge and knowledge, self-control and self-control, perseverance, and perseverance, godliness and godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. So, if we look at this, and I'm going to end off with this, a short message today. God has come and has given us new birth. He's given us a new life. And even if we go through difficult times, even if we go through some form of a persecution, even if we go through some form of a difficult time, it is just temporal. It's not something we can look at 
as something that is eternal. Our inheritance is Christ in the earth. The Bible says in Matthew so clearly, the meek will inherit the earth. And the inheritance we will have on account of the inheritance we have in Christ, which is eternal life, is that we will inherit the kingdom and eternal earth. We will eternally rule and reign with Jesus Christ in the earth, in life, in absolute joy, peace, and love. Who of us does not seek the earth to be full of joy, peace, and love? Who of us does not seek a country that is heaven on earth? Who of us does not seek a piece of property somewhere where there's peace and tranquility? Who of us does not seek relationship with people where people love one another, are generous and kind towards one another? Where we will never have, where we love one another, appreciate one another, and where none of those people can ever die. Now, it's easy to say to people, no, well, I don't care if I die, you know, uh, if bad things happen to me, I don't care. Even if I die, I don't care. But bring that to your loved one. Try and say that about your child. Well, I don't care if she dies. I don't care if she goes through No, you do care. Why? Because inside all of our DNA, it is written that God has written eternity in our hearts, that eternal life is supposed to be for us and in this world. And that is what you already carry. That is the life that's already inside you. Never think something is for nothing. Uh, I'm not saying a hard times has got a purpose in the sense that I'm suffering for a reason, that kind of a thing. No, what I'm saying is never think that this gospel and uh, knowing this truth, listening to this message that you're listening today is for nothing. It is eternal life that is written in our hearts. And that is what God is bringing forth in this earth. Glory to God. Now that you are deeply loved, you're cared for by God and uh he cares for you. If you've got any problems, if you've got any, I'm talking about things that really bother you, things where you've got real pain. I want to tell you, when I, Elena, many people go through those difficult times, don't think that that will not tempt you to a place where you will say, oh, well, you know, Lord, where are you? Um, why are you not helping me? Where you say, Lord, if you could remove this from my life, then that could be better. That was in the life of Paul. Jesus was in the desert. He was tempted. The devil said to him, ah, you're saying God is your father. Where is God? Where is God? Come on, be your own God now. And make your life better. Take the stones, turn it into bread. That is what he was, that, that's what was being said. And he was tempted. What does tempted mean? When you're tempted to do something, let me put it this way. When we think of Jesus being tempted, we think that, ah, uh, oh, you know, Jesus is tempted. It was just a difficult time he went through. No. If you want to understand tempted, imagine you're married or you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend and they're now tempted to go and be with someone else. It means there's a drawing there. Something is pulling. Something is saying. That it's, it's like being tempted to do it. Jesus was tempted. He was tempted by the devil. But yet, in that temptation, he remembered the voice of the Father. And the voice of the Father was, You are my son. And he stood in that. And he knew that although the devil tells him, Whatever you do is temporal now. You, it cannot stand forever. Where's your sonship? He says, well, I'm not going to prove my sonship. 
I know what God has said, and I will not live by bread alone, but I will live by every word that comes from the mouth of the Father only. And we find that truth. Isn't Jesus' work eternal in the earth? Yes. Did Jesus' work, was his work removed to heaven when he ascended on high? No. When he ascended on high, his work continued in the earth, and we find how eternal his work is in the earth. So let us not have a mentality that this earth is in dis disarray and that there will never be order and that everything is worse and everything is bad and all those kind of things. Let me tell you something. I've come out to Kalabu here. We don't have the news. Uh, internet is slow. We don't watch those things. And it's all of a sudden, the world is such a peaceful place. <laughs> uh, it is, yes, do we have problems? Yes, but we find that we are focusing on what is in the immediate area here and we find the love of God in us and we just live it and we find peace to a great degree. Do we find our persecution? Yes. Are there people that will be against you? Of course. But we're not going to stumble over that. We're not going to let that have any people that are oppressing the gospel against the gospel that just want things for own gain, that want to slander your name, that want to do that. Are we going to have our life now born from that? No, we don't have our life born from that. That's nothing compared to the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Who can curse what God has blessed? No one. So I want to encourage you, whatever you're going through, uh, know that the work that God has started in you, He will finish. He will complete it. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's not the Alpha and you the Omega. No. Unfortunately, there are theologians, even those that I really respect, that think that uh, Jesus is the Alpha, he started the work, and now we are in partnership with Jesus, and we are the co-Omega. Uh, no, he's the Omega as well. All that we do is we believe, and as you believe upon him, we find that he works in us, and the work that he does in us is a work that he's doing in the earth, and Jesus continues to work. Jesus never stopped to work. Even when he sat down on the, at the right hand of the Father, he did not sit down at the right hand of the Father for the purpose of doing nothing. No. The Bible says that if after he sat down at the right hand of the Father, he poured out his spirit. That means he's doing something. He confirmed his word through signs, wonders, and miracles. He worked with the word. He's still working. Jesus never stopped to do his work. He's continuing in the earth. What he started, he's completing. And we are part of that. And we will find that our life, our eternal inheritance, which is the fullness of Christ. It, it, there's no such a word as eternality. But... To be eternal even in our flesh and this earth being swallowed up by God and his kingdom. That is where we are heading and it cannot stop. And I want to tell you, I'm ending off with this. When that becomes your mentality, it's much easier to go through a difficult time. Because you know that what God is doing, the work that is being happened, the message I preach, I'm talking about my own life. The people that encourage, those that would write us a message of encouragement, this is a blessing, Bertie, whatever. That's eternal. The people that sponsor the ministry, that is eternal work, man. You're not part of something that is temporal, passing away, oh, you know, I don't know anymore, like that. No, it's the work of God. It's eternal. It is part of what God is doing. It is not something that you do here so that you can qualify to go to heaven one day. No, it is part, it is what God is doing. Amen. God doesn't put people on earth to see if they live good enough so they can uh, jump to a next level. No. 
He is doing a work in the earth and he is bringing heaven to earth and he's bringing his life and his rule and his kingdom into this earth. And that is what we are part of. And that excites me. Glory to God. That empowers me. It's beautiful. That makes it nothing to, um, you know, to, to do what we are doing. It is not even an effort. It's effortless. <laughs> Hallelujah. It can be described as hard work by others, but I just even feel ashamed to say this is hard work by us. It's not a hard work. It is simple. It's easy. It's the work of God. It's the power of the resurrection born from the hope and the revelation of what is happening in the earth. Through Jesus. You are deeply loved, church. You are deeply loved. Let us lift our eyes and put our eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's remember his prayer. Our Father which art in heaven. God. Let me, let me change the words into what can be meant by that. Father, the one that gives birth to my life, which is in the domain of eternal. You can never die. You can never pass away. Your rule of life. Come. What I mean by that is, let it be on earth, just as it is in heaven. How is it in heaven? That's the place where there's no death, but there's no destruction, there's no corruption, but there's only beauty in life. Let it be like that on earth. And while we're not seeing all of that, thank you that I can now say that you are the source of everything I eat and live. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. I say and I acknowledge, I accept the manna that falls from heaven. I accept Jesus. I'm saying to you, give to us Jesus every day. It's a, I, I, I'm accepting you, Father. Deliver us from our trespasses as we are seeing that all people are delivered by your work. We are not seeing Jew and Gentile anymore. We are seeing and accepting your oneness that you brought between Jew and Gentile. Hallelujah. Deliver us from evil, Father, because we, we cannot go to the government to deliver us from evil. Our money cannot deliver us from evil. Our family, Father, cannot deliver us from evil. We come and say, you deliver us from evil because you're the only one with authority. For yours is the kingdom and the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you that you've watched this message. I could serve you with the good news of Jesus Christ. I want to say if any one of you ever want to come to Calabria area, please uh, write to us at info at dynamicministries.com and we will see how we can uh, share information with you and just get something going that you can one day visit when, when we are here and uh, that you can see what's happening here. And if you don't want to come here, please, man, just... Uh, look for any place where you can do um, some mission work. It's just sometimes good to get out of that comfort zone if you're in a first world country. Get out of that comfort zone, get to a place where you live a bit closer to nature, closer to, um, I mean, where things are maybe just not that comfortable. It's almost as if a, a person's focus is not on the many distractions, but just on the Lord. And you will also see when you get to a place like Kalabu or a third world country, a place where people are really poor, where the gospel is preached, where people believe. You can see, but these people are happy, even in the midst of this, will be really blessing your life as well. 
Thank you so much. Know that you're deeply loved and we'll chat again in this week. God bless.